Next on Community Matters, more legal wrangling and Marshall puts off the next hearing in the Committee for Marshall lawsuit. As of right now, our motion for summary disposition is set for August 30th. Meanwhile, construction continues. They're going to be paving what they call the ring road, which is like the internal road within the site, and then doing an internal water loop. Get out and vote on Tuesday. We do have a special election August 8th on Tuesday. I'm Richard Pyatt. Community Matters brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln is next. Good morning. Glad you're back with us on Community Matters Saturday mornings, 95.3 WBCK and anytime on demand at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Richard Pyatt here. You know, we've been following the Blue Oval Battery Plant details, voices from all sides and angles uh, on this thing. And more recently, we focused to some extent on the lawsuit that's underway brought by the Committee for Marshall, not the megasite. And when last we spoke, the last episodes you heard, we spoke about the notion that an August 9th hearing would be the next step in this process. We find out now that after some developments over the last week and a half or so, that will not be the case. Attorney Richard Lindsay is back with us today, part of the MEDA legal team to explain what's gone on. Hello, Richard. Good morning, Richard. You haven't been on vacation in the last week. We can be sure of that. <laughs> no, I have not. It's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what happened with August 9th and what's changed? Yeah. So what had happened, just to go back a, a bit, there were two motions that were scheduled. The plaintiffs, the, the committee that opposes the megasite, filed a motion on their mandamus claim. And so if you remember, they had filed a preliminary injunction asking for that to be considered. It was denied by the court. And so they basically refiled the same thing and scheduled it for August 9th. In response to that, the defendants, so the city, the clerk, and Meta filed motions for summary disposition, also scheduled for August 9th. In looking at the motion and the way they had it procedurally set, it wasn't proper, in our opinion, under the Michigan court rules. And so we filed a motion to strike that, which basically means they have to refile it if the judge tells them they have to strike it. And so they they read that, and I'm assuming they agreed with us because they withdrew their motion. It was scheduled to be heard last Wednesday. They withdrew it on Tuesday, and so that was no longer pending. And so on Wednesday, they actually filed a response to our brief that was set for the ninth, and said, yes, we agree that summary disposition should be entered, but it should be entered for us and not for the defendants. And so on Thursday, we actually adjourned our motions to August 30th. That nullified the August 9th hearing date. As of right now, our motion for summary disposition is set for August 30th, and they have filed a response to that saying basically based on the facts and the law, we think the judge should rule in our favor rather than their favor. And so that's where things sit right now. There's a little bit of procedural issues. It, it gets kind of difficult to explain because I, I could cite the the rules, court rules to you, but I don't think they mean a whole lot to you or to the listener. But that's basically <laughs> the gist of what's happening. That's a good point. Really, what, we, what we're looking at here is a lot of legal wrangling back and forth, procedural uh, things called into question, I suppose you could say. Yes. And, and that's uh, where we've landed. So the next, uh, unless something else happens, the next uh, hearing would be August 30th, as you say. You know, it's really interesting, Richard, when you read the some of the back and forth about all of this, you would say, gee, you know, uh, as you pointed out the last time we talked, there's a precedent here to some extent. 
the law should help guide us in situations like this, but there seems to be a continuing difference of opinion about how that is interpreted. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, I will say I've been doing this for almost 30 years now, and you know, I I appreciate people that say it has to be black and white, it has to be yes or no. But when you're in litigation, there's often not answers that are definitive one way or the other. We have, you know, a precedent that we think is binding. We think it's it's supportive of our position. They've got things that they're citing that I don't agree with, but that's that's what lawyers do is argue those things. Again, I, the judge has already ruled in our favor one time on this under the same facts, um, same situation, same law. And so I, I really would be surprised if he ruled otherwise, but I have also learned <laughs> that until the final court and the final time expires, you know, it, it's, it's up to the last court, or the last judges that, that hear it. And, you know, it's one of the the funny things that you'll say along the way is, you know, sometimes you'll have a lower court judge and a court of appeals judge. And if the Supreme Court disagrees, then that's why you call them the Supreme Court. So they make the final decision. So so clearly there, you know, there will be more bites at the apple. But, you know, part of the significance of this this August 30th date is August 15th is the date that has to be submitted to be on the ballot uh, for the November election. And so I I. I can't sitting here think of how they would get it on the ballot at this point because it's not going to be heard by the court at, at that time. Um, that's not to say that, you know, if they win or lose on August 30th, there will be an appeal, I suspect, either way. And it, I think it will probably continue on in the Court of Appeals. And that's becomes an issue of how, you know, how long they want to pursue it. From the side of the defendants, it is a $5 billion uh, economic development project in, in Michigan. It's it's not going to be abandoned and it's going to be pushed forward to its conclusion for us. So, A couple of thoughts I had as you were making those remarks. Uh, you mentioned that the last time we talked, the idea that if there was to be a referendum on the ballot in November, all of those uh, details would have to have been submitted by mid-August. I did reach out to the clerk in Marshall to confirm that, and I didn't get a response. But uh, I'm going to go on on your word on that at this point. So in other words, this creates uh, an added incline, you might say, for the committee if they really want to have that referendum. It wouldn't be in November at this point because the question of the lawsuit is still going to be uh, hanging there longer than that. The other thing that that came to mind earlier as I was thinking about this even this back and forth, let's just take out whether or not the committee is uh, has the wherewithal to continue, but uh, let's suppose they do. The appellate court, they appeal, the appellate court has to hear it, or could they say, we don't want to hear that, there's already been a decision on it? So the, the Court of Appeals would hear it, so they would have, so I, I'm just going to assume for sake of argument that the, the judge rules in our favor. They have a right to appeal, so that's that's automatic. Um, it's then up to the Court of Appeals to decide, you know, what they would like to do with that. You know, it gets assigned to a panel of three judges at the in the Court of Appeals, and basically that process, you know, assuming that there's no motions to accelerate or for immediate consideration, which is something that can be done but is unlikely to be granted in this situation, it takes about you know a year to process uh, an appeal in the Court of Appeals, and so. You know, if assuming that, again, for sake of argument, that we win on August 30th, um, they have a, a certain period of time to appeal. And then when, when that process starts, it runs, I would say, nine months to a year after that to get some kind of resolution. Mm -hmm. And then say that they, 
you know, they happen to say the court of appeals overturns the trial court judge, our turn, another year <laughs> in, the, in the Supreme Court. That's, again, why, you know, litigation is slow and expensive. And I don't see anything at this point that would stop the project because Ford is going to start building on, you know, about August 14th, they start to dig caissons for the, the foundations and they're, they're going to build and they're going to keep, you know, building during the pendency of any lawsuit. So certainly if that's true, the timeline that you're talking about, the plan will be built yeah. at the time the Supreme yeah. Court would be deciding to hear it. It, it. it really would be. Yep. All right. So August 30th, then a few weeks away, and that would be the next step in uh, the process of this. Richard, we always appreciate uh, some uh, just some basic interpretation so we can understand what's happening here. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Glad to, to join you. Attorney Richard Lindsay and Marshall, part of the MEDA legal team as the Committee for Marshall's lawsuit continues in Marshall. The committee's ultimate goal is to schedule the referendum. I can't imagine what the set of facts is that would would stop this at this point. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they are successful. Instead of workers in China building the batteries, we've got Marshall, Michigan employees building them. We want to be good neighbors. Your go-to on the Marshall Megasite, Community Matters, from Lakeview Ford Lincoln, 8 a.m. Saturdays on WBCK. Catch up now at battlecreekpodcast.com.